Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I've got to say, in all honesty, um, it's the biggest piece of dog shit. Hello, welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Was meant to be live here. We've had a few technical issues, so apologies for anyone who was expecting that. Uh, we'll get it right for next time. Um, going to aim for getting a few out over the next few months. Uh, I'm not going to put a number on it, but yeah, let's see where we end up with it. But have you been, lad? It's been a while. Sound, lad. Uh, bad in the footy. Not too bad <laughs> at all. Um, you, you know what's yeah, bad when we have to come back. It's been back, a while, yeah. hasn't it? Life gets in the way sometimes, lads. And do you know what? As as we've discussed, sometimes you, after big wins and that, the last thing you want to do is come and jump on a podcast. So apologies to anyone who does take interest in us, but it is. It's, you go out, you party, and when you yeah. lose, you go home and punch fuck out of every wall. So <laughs> it's just a case of it hasn't been right. But we'll get there, won't yeah. we? We will. Um want to dive straight into it. There's a good bit I want to go over and in uh, the, the little time that we've got. So... Going to talk about the Wolves replay a little bit later. Um, last few games before that, though, Brentford away, Wolves at home, Brighton away. It's just been shambolic. Um, midfield hasn't existed. The press hasn't existed. Um, the defence, whether that's down to the midfield, letting them down, has been shit. Um, even Allison. I mean, I think it was only really the Wolves game, but he looked shaky in that one, but I can forgive him that the season he's had. Um it's just, I don't know, it's just felt different to the last time we had a run like this, like the season where we had no fans, lost the six at home in a row, um, you know, the 7-2 against Villa, none of that felt this bad. No, because we, we could sort of see light at the end of the tunnel. Last time, we knew we had the players and the age to, to come out of it after a blip. This does feel like the end of an era. Um, sounds dramatic. But it is, you know, the players have given absolutely everything for us. Um, some of them should still have something in the tank. The likes of Fabinho, he, he's only 27, 28. He should have a lot left. And he's gone. His legs have gone to pot. But it just it doesn't seem like there's going to be a way out unless we go out and rebuild financially, go and spend a few quid. Um, and you've just got to back them. You've got to thank them for what they've given us. And you've got to understand the humans. It's a football match. And there's going to become a time when them individuals need replacing or at least a little bit of a reshuffle. I think we touched on it on one of our last podcasts that the team's similar to 2018-19. Most of the team's the same. So, you know, you've, just got, you've got to sometimes just fucking take it on the chin and go, do you know what? They've given us everything. The physically and mentally drained... Um, the most of them are done. Being yeah. honest, majority of them are done. They've given absolutely everything they can to the cause, and um, you've got to just take it on the chin and go right, nice one. You've given absolutely everything. We've drained everything out your battery. Got nothing left to give. 
the system doesn't suit them players anymore because of the age and the, the speed of them and stuff. Um, and that that's a Klopp issue. Klopp's got to now play a team to, to fit that system or change the, the individuals in the team to, to, to work. But, you know, I think one way or another, we'll find the solution, whether it's a tactical change or bringing in a little bit more experience. Like, when we're going through a rut like this, one of the first names on the team sheet should be James Milner. Because he'll kick you. He'll, he'll be like Lucas Lavery. He'll bring you down. He'll take your book. He'll fight for the cause. And that's what we're desperate for at the minute. Just fighting for every point because we're desperate for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the, probably the one thing more than anything that was pleasing for me with the Wolves game on Tuesday is that the effort was there. The pressure was there. And it was coming from the ones that people have been crying out for. Elliot in the right position was, was chasing everything. Uh, by Chechich midfield, fucking superstar in the making. Um, he's that unbelievable. Is. And but even Thiago, Thiago has been quietly stinking the gaff out for the last few games before Tuesday, and he looked brilliant again on Tuesday. Um, and he, he gets away with it because of how he does. That's what he needs around him. And I think I had this conversation on Twitter with someone about uh, Ruben Neves. Like he's a great player on the ball. But you need energy around him, otherwise he's yeah. useless. And Thiago's exactly the same. He's not useless, don't get me wrong. Thiago's still been throwing himself about. But again, he hasn't got the legs to be doing that for 90 minutes. And that's not what he's in the team to do. He's in there to be that flair, that creativity that we missed, that spark. And he hasn't been allowed to do that the last few games because of how shit we've been. But the energy of Bacetic, and I'm going to say Keita, people want him out and people say he's shit, which is, you know, that's their opinion, fair enough. I do think he's going to go in the summer, but I think at the minute he's he's, he's trying and that's after battle sometimes. It's nice to see Keith out there and not in a hospital bed, to be honest, but um, can't knock him. He played brilliant. He gave absolutely everything. He chased. The thing with Keith is he's not, he, I don't think he's ever technically bad on the ball. He does a few mad things like the fucking shot in the Champions League final, but, you know, it, come up. <laughs> it, 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 takes, it takes bottle to do that. Look at yeah. Gerard against West Ham and in Olympiacos, you haven't got long left and that opportunity comes to you. Just try and take it. Nine times out of ten, it won't go in. Yeah. But at least he's had the fucking ball, so have a go. I, I enjoyed his performance. I thought he, um, he worked his arse off with Milner. He done nothing flair, nothing fancy, just grafted. And that's what I wanted to see. Um, Considering we weren't going to talk about Wolves till later, that's always talking about. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought like the likes of the, the fight, the passion. We was a bit like we had a bit of what we call shitty, the dark hearts. We were fouling on the edge of the box. We were fouling when they were breaking through. Before we'd let a player pay a pass, we'd pull them down. We were all over them off corners. We were fucking just, we were just snide. And that's what I wanted to see. That's what you need to do when you're struggling is just show a little bit of fucking fight and couldn't knock them. Yeah, no, he did. He, he played well, and I think a, certainly a good few players from that game uh, put themselves at least, at the very least, in contention for the start on Sunday. Um, I think Bacetic has got a start. Um, to be honest, I play that same midfield. Um, I reckon we skip back to being miserable, and we'll talk about walls later. <laughs> okay, we'll go back to being miserable then. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no, it was just, it was a nice. It was a nice change from what we've suffered. That Brighton game was the worst game I've ever seen Liverpool play in my life. Like it was, it was diabolical. Like they were all over us from the first minute. We didn't get a look in. We missed Nunes big time. I say that 
and I said that on Twitter, Miss Nunes because just the chaos he causes with them runs. Like everyone was saying, Henderson was hoofing the ball up all game, and he kind of was. But with Nunes there, you can get away with that because he's yeah, just a lefty. He attacks everything, doesn't he? Yeah, that's no, it. I think I think Brentford, Brentford was shambolic. Mm, yeah, it was absolutely abysmal. They they deserved it. Mm. They deserved it. They made a mockery of us. Um, Wolves in the cup, we didn't create hardly anything. And then obviously Brighton. I'll be I I'll be honest with you. I have never done this in my life. Right, I I put Brighton in my coupon. Yeah, I swear down because I just knew we weren't beating them. They 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 were it. They were too good. Yeah, and the form they've been in, I knew they were going to be too good. I knew they had too much energy in the midfield. I knew they pressed too much, and they they were decent at the back. So I knew we had literally no chance. At the minute, even in the spacious games, we're creating hardly anything. So mm. when when it seems compact at the back, I'm going to pick it off. I just knew we haven't got a fucking chance here, and I felt terrible. And I've never ever bet against Liverpool, but there weren't many games to choose from in the league, and of course, I just fancy it. Worst yeah. case scenario, we fucking win, and I scrumple my bet up and lash it in the bin, and be delighted, or we we know the inevitable and win a few quid. Hmm. Well, did, did the bet even come in? No, did it fuck? Of course, <laughs> some bastard let me down, probably. Um, lad, I John, I John Brighton, Southampton, and another mad one. And it was it was like a favourite that cost me. Yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? Like a Newcastle or Fulham or someone who's flying. But, um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, against teams that are... It, it, it's annoying me because you're seeing the likes of Arsenal now and the likes of Brentford and the likes of Brighton playing our football mm. to a better standard than us. They're doing everything Klopp has brought into the league. They're playing that fucking heavy metal football. They're defending as a unit. But no other team in the league has a high line like us. And I just no. still can't I can't fathom that out. Why why we're still playing that way when we know. We, we know we're, we're going to game after game, aren't we? Literally, even like you know, I, I've said on Twitter about about Klopp. You've got to back him, but you, you you can still give him criticism. The, the third time in the first twenty minutes of a game when their strikers one on one with your goalie, you think change it, yeah, do and change it, bring on, go two centimeters to CDMs and just block the attack out and fucking try and sneak a one nil, but. Yeah, there's just something, something lacking. I do think it's in. I think I don't know whether they're in training, they're giving everything, and he's still thinking these can pull this off. And then it comes to a match day. What I do, I, I think I put it down personally, and you can say it's a load of bollocks. But this team, as brilliant as they've been, as big as the highs have been, I've lost two European Cup finals, I've lost two league titles by a point, I've lost the UEFA Cup final, I've lost the League Cup final. So they've had enough misery to be fucking physically and mentally drained. Yeah. So I think it does, but the highs are absolutely massive. They're amazing. But if you think of what they are in stature with the best players we've ever had, if they win them other cups or the other Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues, they're up there with the best ever, ever Liverpool side. And they were fucking inches away from both. That's it. You're talking you inches, millimetres. Six and games ball. away from winning them all kind of thing. Yeah, it's, so, it's mad.
I, I do think it's mental. I think players like all their money and that, but they're still human beings. They're not robots. They live and breathe football. That's the job. So imagine getting that close to being cemented in folklore forever, fucking talking statues and everything, to being like ridiculed, saying, oh, the only one the League Cup and FA Cup, shite. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way it is. That's as harsh as football is. But yeah. we've gone from winning a quadruple to winning two domestic cups. And if you'd have asked them players at the beginning of the season, what two would you rather win? We know what two it would rather be, don't we? So yeah. I just think to lose, lose them two games... Well, lose the, the Champions League and lose the league by a point in the dra- the, the fucking dramatic way we did when Villa were 2-0 up. We're winning. We're, it's nearly in our hands. And then fucking that Man City turn up for five minutes. Yeah. That is heartbreaking. Our, for fans, we dust ourselves and get back on with it. They go home and they have fucking nightmares and live it over and over. So I do honestly think most of the team is mentally and physically drained. And if there was another fucking delay in play for a couple of months, I think our type of team would benefit from it. Yeah. And he'd come back fresh. But the World Cup, most of our players were there. I know. And the ones that weren't got fucking lashed into a, a Dubai training camp in the heat. So yeah, we got a week off. It was a strange decision, like, but um gonna touch on the midfield in a in a little bit. But obviously the Wolves game on Tuesday was um no was was it a, a massive change from what we've been seeing in the last few games. Um and again I think that comes from the energy we mentioned with Kater. But Chechich, I mean, I've mentioned him a few times now on Twitter and that and he's just there's just something about him, lad. He's just unbelievable he's so composed, so calm for his age and he looks like a senior player at the minute. Like he got might, likes, he, uh... he's got the elegance of Thiago on the ball mm. where like he, he could have a player up his ass, but he knows you're there, sort of thing, without looking. Yeah. He's got that that vision about him, the first touch pass, straight like 20 yards, and you're just thinking, you know, this, if he's given enough, enough, I think he's, he's over, obviously, he's overtaken Curtis Jones already. Yeah. He's, he's overtook Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones is getting played out left now. Um, and don't get me wrong, I don't think that that's a bad thing, because he, when he cuts in on his right foot, he's decent. But, yeah. I think the likes of, I think if Keita's going to work his arse off for a, for a contract off another team, use it to our benefit, fucking use him. I hope he doesn't get injured because there's a decent player in there. Definitely. Um, Thiago needs legs around him. Keita's got legs when he's fucking asked to do it. And fucking Amy, I can't say. Back at it, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's just got the potential to be massive. And as you as you said earlier, Harvey Elliott getting played in his natural right forward position was he just had a different aura about him, different confidence, different and he was fucking everywhere. As glad it sounds that I I've played right back for years, right, and if I get played centre back or centre mid, I end up on the right. I just drift there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even if I'm right centre mid, I'll get found on the wing and get told to get in the middle. You just naturally go places because that's where your body's allowed to do. It takes years to drum that out of a player. And I think I think that's another issue with Klopp. I think maybe he's too good to not have it in and around the squad, so he's forced him in a struggling position. But that's that's dangerous territory that for a kid his age. He needs to be playing either twenty minutes every few weeks in his natural position to get confidence or not at all. Yeah. Or starting. Yeah, obviously you can't start him at Ed Salah, but I'd have no no issues if Salah wasn't involved in the game. 
bringing Harvey Elliott on for him. No, hundred percent, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, wanted to get your opinions on the whole this all these rumours about the the bid for the clubs and Qatar and stuff like that. And <clears throat> I know when it comes to FSG, you're very much like me. You're not really in or you're not really FSG in or FSG out. You see it very balanced. Um, you know they've they haven't been perfect on us. But they're leaving us in, if they are leaving us, that is, they're leaving us in a really good position financially and structurally. Um, and I think that get that gets forgotten by these fans on Twitter who just at FSG out, desperate for players, saying that there's no investment. You can't see the bigger picture about it all. Um, and I think you're very much of that similar mindset to, to me about it. Don't get me wrong, we've been reactionary when um, they've done mad shit like the fucking furlough and all that, everyone hated them. And then it, it's having the balls to turn back. There's, mm. that, there's so many owners out there who, who do mad shit and just go, no, I've made the decision. Look at Cardiff when they made the kit red and they, yeah. the fans were in the streets and they went, nah, <laughs> stay yeah, red, get over it. It is what it is. I'm the owner, deal with it. They haven't been like that. They've gone, do you know what? We've listened. We've fucked up big style. We've started the Super League People were thinking it was gonna just fuck. We were gonna fuck the Premier League off and join this one big league. It wasn't. It was our own Champions League, weren't it? Yeah. Basically, which the way the Champions League is as corrupted as it is now in hindsight, wouldn't be a fucking bad thing if we just fucking closed closed the doors and fucked it off. But yeah, so reactionary. I've called for the Reds and then I've calmed down and I've gone. Do you know what? They fucking come out. They've apologised. They fixed the wrongs. They took over us when we were nearly in administration. And people go, yeah, but they got a boss deal. They still had to front fucking three hundred million pounds and clear the debts. Of, do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's not monopoly. They had to risk three hundred million pounds of their profits to fucking buy this football club that was in the slums. That was fucked. They've brought in like some of the best times of my life with employing Kenny Zaglis and seeing him win a trophy at Wembley. Mm. Now they brought in the probably one of the best managers we've ever had. We've had before Klopp. We had a brilliant year with, with Rodgers so they've done they've, they've spent money they've gone through seasons under Zaglis where they spent over 100 million and it bit them on the arse and it, it, it happens they've, they've got a cautious structure now where they have got an analysis team to, and a scouting system where they look at the fucking ins and outs of the data of the players and stuff but I think Klopp prefers that I think a big issue with them not spending is Klopp having targets that he really wants and he, we've seen before he's rather wait he waited for Keita he waited for Van Dijk um, who else Alisson he said mm. he wouldn't get a goalie and then Carriers made that mistake in the Champions League he tried to back him he made a mistake in, in pre-season, pre-season and he yeah. went, out and got, went out and got Alisson so it's things like that it's patience and it's nine times out of ten for Klopp it's paid off a yeah. player we mightn't get right now we might get when he's available, rather than fucking flapping and cocking the deal up like we did with nearly the Van Dyke. Yeah. But in a nutshell, Fenway Sports, there's a big fucking main stand there that's gonna bring money in, no matter who the owner is, that's gonna bring revenue in for fucking forever. And the Anfield Road's done in the summer. That's another seven thousand seats. They've redone the training facilities. They've invested millions of money that they could have saved 
He could have took 140 mil for Coutinho and fucking put it in the arse pocket, but he never. Mm. He put it out there. So, as, as annoying as it is that they're making that much money and it's not all going on the, the playing staff, you've got to understand to be a sustainable business, that's how business works. Can't go out and fucking just be in the red, just in the green, in the red, just in, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not how it works. They need to profit. And I do honestly believe that whoever the owner is in the summer, we go out and rebuild that midfield. And I think Klopp looks too sh- that this team's coming to the Edmonton too. Not fussed. He's not He's not crying about it. He's just like, it is what it is. We'll get through it with these players and then we'll see what happens. Mm. So, yeah. I don't want, I don't want anyone like the Newcastle owners. Yeah. I don't want to be state-owned. I, I don't I, want I just to be think... state-owned. I, I don't care if a multi-billionaire from Norris Green takes over us and he's a drug dealer and you go, ah, oh, fucking hell. You don't want a drug dealer on us. There's different kettles of fish, isn't there? Mm. You know what I mean? The Americans aren't all innocent. You know, Abramovich oh. was a fucking gangster. Oil merchants. Um, this American citizen <laughs> charge. No billionaire has become a billionaire through lovely decisions all the time. Oh, that'd be fun. But there's a different thing of like, there's, there's a lad saying, oh, I fucking, I'd happily see people get beheaded on at half time and that for us to sign a back pain. You're just thinking, Fucking where the morals go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, it's the at the end of the day, and I can't be asked with us winning trophies like City and no one batting an eyelid because it's just fully expected because we've got that much dough. Mm. So, all I want is to be able to compete the way Liverpool compete. And there's something in our DNA that when we just need to get over the line, we usually get there. Yeah. The annoying part is it hasn't, it hasn't panned out that way the last few seasons in terms of missing out by a point in that. Yeah. But you could go out and buy a Haaland and not play a system to shoot him. You know what no. I mean? So, no, we've just we've just got to get someone in. I, I genuinely don't care where they're from, as long as they're a sustainable... If they've got a sustainable business model and they come in and they listen to the fans and they back clock, then that that's enough for me, you know what I mean? It's like, we're not <laughs> we're not hard to please, really. That's all we want. We, we want clock back. We want... A board that's going to listen to the fans. I'm not saying you've got to take everything you say for fucking, you know, God's word or whatever. Like it's not to be all and end all, but you've got to at least have some connection with them. And as long as we get that, I'm not ask where you're from. Um, no, you know what? It, it is, it's little things like that, though. Like the, the Newcastle owners and the Man City owners will have no connection to the club whatsoever. Fenway Sports come into Anfield, walked into the into the car, and said. There's just a special feeling here. We can't knock the stadium down. We need to rebuild the stadium instead of knocking. And I'd have been fucking traumatised if they knocked downfield down. Mm. I say it to me, Everton mates, they, every little bit of history they've ever had, a little bit they've had, dies when that stadium goes. They become sort of like a new club. Mm. Every, in, every bit of passion and every fucking more tears than happiness in there, but everything dies with it. And I, I that kill me that when, if Anfield went. Difference so, is though you've, yeah. you've only got to like run past Goodson too hard and it'll fall over, you know what I mean? So <laughs> no, but little little issues, little things like that where he came in, they got a feel for the club, you know, and Wayne was a Liverpool fan since fucking Bay. Mm. He's got a 
little things like that. They're just they're shutting up our firm way sports stuff. There's a little bit more than they're just in it for the money. They've they, they, they served us well. They've won us fucking everything. And I hope if we do replace them, the next owners is consider it because every fuck up they've done, they've gone, do you know what, we fucked up. I think and there's not many owners who do that. No. So the next as, as long as no one gets, gets put in a headlock, we're all good. Um <laughs> no, what we do, we need we need to be be grateful for what we've got. And as much as we can demand that we need more money spent in the transfer market. And what's better, like a sustainable business where you're getting your stadium revamped. You're getting it redone, modernised. You're getting your training facilities modernised. Your manager is getting back to a point where the players he's asked for, he's, he's got, he's built a brilliant team, he's won everything. Or do you just want an owner to come in and go, right, here's an open checkbook, buy who the fuck you want, give them whatever wages you want. But yeah, the Super League, we're changing the kit to blue, couldn't give a fuck, the Shankly statue's coming down, the Paisley gates are going, and we're put building the fucking... Picture of me outside, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just gotta be, you've just gotta be, be careful, you've gotta be cautious. Yeah. I remember when David Moore sold the club, um, and everyone was, everyone was disgusted that he hadn't sold it to, to that Arab company. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, it worked out that there was a contract for he would he'd sell it within 10 years, basically. So he wanted sustainability and loyalty to the club and that's what them yanked offered he got he got he got told a lie believed it they pulled the wool over his eyes but again it's happened to us before so we've just got to be careful yeah no couldn't agree more um a few more topics to go over so we'll try and make these ones brief um wanted to ask you about uh all the shit pep linders is getting from a lot of people um, obviously brought the book out in the name of summer intensity. Um, yeah. And then he's been getting a lot of shit from that. Apparently a lot of the recent signings have been his recommendations. Um, he's obviously, he's getting more involved in, in training, but like he's an assistant manager. What do you expect him to do? Just sit there and go, yeah, yeah, can I take that sound? No, he's, he's, he's putting his input in. That's what he's there for. It's not all, it's mainly Jürgen, but it's not all Jürgen. That's why you have coaching staff. Um, but what what do you make of it all? You've always spoke highly of Linders. I I like Linders, but obviously I'm not in. I'm not I'm not in the know, so I don't know what's happening in training. I don't know what's happening in the dressing room. How much pull he's got? Obviously, if he's got enough pull that the decisions where we're, we're failing it is, and it was fucking no, then you you couldn't back him. Hmm. You know what I mean? But as as far as I'm aware, he speaks dead well. He's passionate about the club. He, he grafts, he feels it like Klopp feels it. You see when we score or when we concede, you know, he's all there in the heart. He talks dead well about football. He speaks at length in his book about tactics and stuff. So he, he's learning. Everyone says, goes on about his, his little stages in management a couple of years ago. But at this point now, he's learning under Klopp. It's like Mourinho. Mourinho was getting taught under Bobby Robson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fucking wasn't a great footballer. He was a he was a fucking translator. Yeah, and he's picked he up management. He's picked up management through Bobby Robson because he was Bobby Robson was that good and he's learned under great managers and picked stuff up and he's had the personality and the ability to to put into practice himself. Yeah. Now if Pep Linders can do something like that on the clock, then you can't you can't knock him. But yeah. as I say, there is a there's a few issues that have happened this season 
I think it's burnout. I think it's psychological and mental and fucking physical burnout. And a few of the players, when they're gone and fresh faces come in, you'll see a different Liverpool again. But I think it's mad. I've never... I, I just think Klopp's got that much respect from people that that's the only way out for some of them to mm. blame Linders, which is fucking mental. But, they always, people always want to scapegoat with Liverpool. Yeah, um, there's always one lad. It's just been Harvey Elliott and he scored that goal and it's Gakpo. It's fucking lunacy. But these people the just don't yeah. take serious. <laughs> but someone did someone did message me on Twitter saying I put about Pep Linders and someone did put um, I know for a fact that he's having a lot more to do with the first team than most assistants and that he's having a lot to say in the sales and that it was in behind the Gakpo sale. And I was just like, but the, as an assistant, you know, if Klopp's putting his faith in him and if Gakpo's absolutely shit and he's a Pebble in the sun, and then that's down to Klopp to, to clamp down and say to him, right, that's your last goal with that. He's shite. But he won't yeah. be because he, he, he looks every bit of a Liverpool player that we need. He's smart on the ball. He's, he's got an eye for a pass. His movement's brilliant. Fast thinking forward. I like him. But um, the only the only thing I'd say about Linders is that I do think it was absolute fucking lunacy to bring that book out. I just yeah. think it's a, a, a I, I weird don't thing. Get that to do. decision myself, like. I don't think. I just think it's and and for to be to be a forward from Jurgen Klopp in there. Like, have the, I got it there? The fucking cover of it, lad. Yeah, fuck, lad. Inside that, right? It was actual. There's actual fucking. You can't see it because I've blared my screen. <laughs> there's pitch. There's paper. There's basically paper and notes of actual things and tactics and movements in games. Now that alone, don't get me wrong, a decent manager will know that anyway when he's looking. When he's looking at our tactics, a decent manager should go right. When the ball goes to that area, this player moves to this position and this player receives the ball. And that, but yeah, but I honestly, if I was a manager, I'd just, I'd just read that before we played us, yeah. because it's fucking mad. It's, it's literally told everyone how we play as intense as we do, and now we don't because <laughs> everyone knows how intense we play. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it was a weird decision. Um, Bring it out. Oh, after. You can't blame a book. Any good man. No, you can't blame a book. Obviously, it's, against it's, that, but it's, it's like you said. Out when, you, when, when it's all died. Yeah, I'm, when they're gone. When Klopp and Linders when, leave yeah, Liverpool, bring it out then. Teams, when if we'd have won the quadruple last year, fucking hell. Yeah, bring a fucking DVD and a book out. Bring them <laughs> no, both out. Just but, like you said, any good manager is going to know that anyway. But like, don't just give it to them on a plate. No, it's <laughs> bad. It, it, when I opened it, Sam got it for. For me, baby, and he opens it, and I just fucking lashed it and I went, I can't believe that it's got these fucking notes <laughs> on the front. It's meant it's mad, but oh, you've got to laugh. Fucking it's crazy. It, it's even worse that we've gone shit. You know, if we'd have carried on winning, you just go out. No one would be back. Yeah, that's it. That's why it's getting ridiculed because we've gone shit. But the but... thing is, if we were still flying on all cylinders, nobody would be saying, Peplin, does that? That's because you brought that book out. <laughs> it's only because we're losing. And this is exactly what I said to people. I said, so when we've won, if we'd have won the quadruple, would you have asked for fucking a statue of Pebble Linders? Because if he's behind all the bad, he's surely behind all the good as well, exactly. isn't he? Yeah. So Pep Linders has won us an FA Cup and a League Cup last season. 
for his cost as a Premier League and the Champions League and the transfer market. So hopefully he improves. But it doesn't no. work both load ways, does it? Load I of bollocks, lad. An assistant manager is exactly that. He's an assistant. He assists Jurgen Klopp. And be, it's like me. I've got my own electrical business, but there's some things I get asked to do where I'm not quite sure. So I phone someone and I ask for assistance and I say, yeah, lad, you've done ventilation. Any right. chance you can give us a hand with this? Or you've done these mad um, lighting. Any chance of a hand or advice? And that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, just, exactly. It's just asking for advice when you need it. And that's what his job is, to be there at hand with a, another view. I don't yeah. think we should do that because this player is too big or too strong or too fast. But I wish between the fucking two of them, they'd realise, let's not play a high line on the halfway line against the fastest players on the fucking planet. Uh, no, it's... Uh... It'll come good. We know that. Um, this might be a little bit of a difficult one for us to talk about because I know you're not the most up-to-date with like other players from other teams. You're not really bothered about other teams and other players and that. But a few names we've been linked to it in the midfield, which is obviously the area we need to fix more than anything. Um, Ruben Neves, Jude Bellingham, uh, Matthias Nunes, the other one from Wolves. Opinions on them three, do you think they would make a difference? It was the first one. Neves. Ruben Neves? Yeah. Um, we touched that. We mentioned him a little bit before. Yeah, I think that's a ship that sailed. I think he'd have been fucking boss when he come into the league when he was mm. younger. I think, yeah, that would have been ideal then. Um, Matthias Neves, is it? Uh, Nunes. Nunes. I, I, I can't get there that with the... Yeah, this... Yeah, go to Wolves first and then... If we were going to do that, why not buy him and loan him? Like, it yeah. makes... Well, don't get but... me wrong. It, it, he's a decent player. So, mm. if that is the case, we end up getting him. And he, they, they've seen him in the Premier League and they go, yeah, he's got what it takes. Then, fair enough. It's, it's, it's shrewd, actually, mm. for a couple of million more. But, uh, obviously, Bellingham. Now, I don't watch a lot of football outside the league. But I've seen him for England. I've seen him for Dortmund. He's got every single making that he could be like Gerard. He's got everything, even in the, in the World Cup, that there's a, a bit where he controls the ball in the middle and drives right through two or three players, plays a passing, and you're just thinking, fucking hell. If that was blared out and in black and white, you, you'd say it was Gerard. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's he just he's got that about <laughs> him. He's got an engine on him. He he, he scored the edge like Istanbul. He's got a. a, a he just looks a really good player. He seems a really decent lad as well. I like the connection he's got with the Liverpool lads and Owen Trent. Yeah. And um, I just think it's out of our league. I just think as a as business goes, with the rebuild on the cards and the the amount of players we do need to fix this team, I think spending like 120, 130 mil on a player is just out of our league. And mm. as soon as we, we go for him, Unless he unless he puts like in a transfer request to join Liverpool, whoever whatever we offer, should he pay double or an extra forty mil, and then they offer him, you know, we're this keen to to have you, we'll pay an extra forty mil for you, and we'll put you an extra fucking ten mil a year on your wages, mm-hmm. and your man's are got a house and a car. Just um, I don't think we can compete with that sort of money unless we get to over. But I'd, I'd prefer. And he comes across that type of player where money might sway him. A bit like a Van Dijk. Man mm. City were in for Van Dijk. I remember when Milner wasn't happy at City 
and they offered him like 250 grand a week to stay. Mm. And he wanted to join Liverpool because he'd get more playing time. It's that yeah. sort of play. They're the type of players we need now. We don't need them Mbappes who want to go where the big fucking money is. We need players who are going to fight. As, as Klopp said, players who are going to push the train, not jump on it when it's going well. You've got to push it first. And I think Bellingham, if he's got that in him to, to come and play for Liverpool for heart and passion and become a next Gerard, then it'd be fucking amazing. But money talks and I think we just get outpriced of anything. I think if he, even if he said, yeah, I want to go to Liverpool, I just think someone would offer ridiculous money. That would be can't yeah. match. No, I think that, if the rumours are true and we're getting 200 to 250 mil to spend in the summer, regardless of who's in charge, then um, who knows? I'll have to just wait and see. But I do think there's definitely two or three midfielders that have got to come in in the summer, um, especially yeah, if we're going to be losing that many. It means we probably... Need, <laughs> this, this is just based on this season. Um, as I say, I'm happy for anyone to prove me wrong and players to come good again. But as far as I'm concerned, get rid of Fabinho as soon as possible because he's absolutely gone. His legs have gone. He doesn't run. He walks fucking everywhere. The slowest walk I've ever seen doesn't get involved at all. He can't pass a ball and he, he misses half his tackles. He's just gone to pot. I'm hoping it is a burnout thing with him, but he's 27 and he looks about 50. He just needs, you know, Milner's got more in him than him. Um, we need a centre defensive mid, possibly two, who can fucking control a game, who can play simple passes and keep possession. And we need a little running out like Genie Ronaldo. He'll just be fucking here, there and everywhere, breaking up the play, pressing from the front and winning us the ball back. We also need a centre-half because Matip's at that age and Joe Gomez just isn't good enough. He's a backup right-back. He's not good enough centre-half. He makes too many mistakes. Mm. Um, I'd him on the right, to be honest now. I haven't yeah, seen him recently. I think he's worked on his delivery. Like He's been put, put a decent cross in there. And stuff, and I think he, he can get away with it a bit more at right back. But I do, I think he looks more comfortable at right back now, even though he says he's a centre half. He's not, he's he's, he's horrendous centre half. He, he just, I've said to you for years, lad. Yeah, you have. A, lo- a lot of his best defending is after his mistake, it's always yeah. chasing back after a mistake. But I don't want to count any player out, I'm not one of them pricks. But if a player come good, I'd be made up, be delighted that we didn't need to buy anyone. I just think Gomez has been there for too long. Fabinho, it's the biggest, the biggest drop in ability I've ever seen. I think yeah, in a footballer, man. I've never seen anything like it. Um, Nunes, I think we need to decide whether he's going to play as a number nine or on the left because I don't think he's an out and out striker. But I'd have him in the team every week. I think he's fucking chaos. He's absolute chaos, and. Yeah, he mightn't score as many goals as people want because he's not Haaland. He touches the ball twice a game and scores two goals. But he's involved. He's more of a footballer. He's involved yeah, he in is. everything we do. He's he's more creative. He's more interested in getting on the ball in the middle and, and making something happen than, than tapping one in. So, yeah, I think built the team around him. Diaz and Jota to come back in. Jota, to me, spew him from the left. Mm. Have him, have him as a number nine in the box, like a Robbie Fowler tapping the ball in, like we need. Nunes and Diaz available on the left. 
Elliot and Salad available on the right, and a few fresh faces, hopefully. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a busy summer, to be honest with you. But let's I'd like I'd see. like another striker. I'd like another striker, a few centre mids, and a complete defensive mid who doesn't want to come out of our half, and then we can play the high line then because you're sitting. And you know you're looking at probably yeah another centre half. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so last thing I wanted to end on, um, <clears throat> a little bit of fun. So I'll put on Twitter. I asked this on Twitter today. Got quite a lot of responses. Um, so outside of the obvious ones, so no Gerard, no Torres, Suarez, Jabby Alonso, Daglish, Rush, Barnes, I can be, I'd be here all day. Daglish. Outside of ones like that, who's your favourite former player? Daglish. <laughs> <laughs> favourite former player who's not a, like not a legend. Yeah. Um, what's that? that? I asked <laughs> it depends what you class as a legend doesn't it or like a, not an obvious one um, yeah so I'll tell you some of the replies I've been getting um, because I'd have said someone like Lewis Garcia yeah Adam Divokarigi Yari Lippman and Daniel Agger Rob Jones wasn't expecting to see his name pop up but uh, Yossi Benigun um Yoshi Ben Ayun was John an Anna, absolute fucking genius, you know. He was. He was do you know what? He was as good as David Silver on his day, the way he just fucking found Yeah, he was quality, he wasn't he? I loved him. Um, who else? Fuck him off. I had um, Gini Wijnaldum, Sammy Ipia, uh, Aga come up a bit, Skirtles come up once or twice. I said Lucas myself. Um, Lucas, I was going to say Lucas, but I class him as a fucking little legend. I love him. I um, love... Sammy Ippy is a brilliant one because I don't know how the fuck he, he slips under the radar. I was listening to that cop I pod the other day and he was talking to Carragher and he was discussing Sammy Ippy and he was saying like, he doesn't seem to get mentions anymore. But mm. he was lo- absolutely adored by the Liverpool fans. I remember his last game and he, he held, I was in the cop and he put him on, on the shoulders and he was at his head down, crying, and I was fucking devastated. So you don't ever think players like him will be gone. No. But um, he was unbelievable, Sam. That's really hard, that. <laughs> There's that many to choose from, that's why. Like, we've had, we've had loads of, like, cult heroes and, like, just... I think the, the, player who's, the player who's brought me the most, probably the most happiness, um, Dave Ocarigi. Mm. But again, I, I, I said before he left, he is a legend. Yeah, no matter he goes, what, he goes you, down where you look at it, you know. Um, so for a player no one's mentioned, I'd probably say Patrick Berger. Which I absolutely love Paddy Berger. I he's, had him on all my tops. Um, he was one of the first ones, like yeah, fucking unbelievable. He was yeah, he was boss, wasn't he? Like we we were. I don't think we were good enough to have a player like Paddy Berger in our team at the time. To be honest. And then he was just so just... flame, but the way he could just whack a ball 50 yards. <laughs> Great left peg, wasn't he? Is uh, it Berger who, who hits the ball up in 2001 to Owen? Um, I'm not too sure, you know. Possibly, Sean yeah. Berger. Yeah, it might be. one Arsenal. I'd have, to, I'd have to look back at that, but you might be right there. Um, another one I'm surprised doesn't get mentioned, very, very unsung. Uh, well, two, actually. Um, one, Steve Finnan. 
do you know what, lad? I talk about him all the time. He's the best right back I've seen him in my life. He was unbelievable, wasn't he? It, um, he? We've got a right back called Steve Finn, where he plays, where he always winning, crosses the ball, out and in again. Yeah, he was, he was class. And now, he, <laughs> now he doesn't exist. He's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I think they found him, you know. <laughs> there, was new, there was like articles in the newspapers about finding Steve Finn. With his Istanbul medal on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one I'm surprised no one mentioned, he wasn't... Uh, wasn't the most flair player or by any stretch of imagination. Didn't even score for us. Stefan Oncho. Do you know what? He's another one, yeah. He was absolutely... That Oncho comp, that for his, partnership. For his game against Arsenal alone, where he unballed it on the line, and we never, we never got given. That's heroic. Yeah. <laughs> there is the load. Yeah. Little players like Jersey Duda. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, we've, we've been fucking lucky, lads, that we've got Every every single team, like we, that that yeah that them teams for them last few years don't get enough credit. The likes of your, your two thousand and ones and that doesn't hardly get mentioned. That that's no. probably one of the best months of my life. That I know, yeah. Gary McAllister didn't get mentioned. Gary Mack shocked. Oh, um, like that that derby goal, mate. I just cemented forever. Yeah, uh, I can see it everywhere I look. When I close my eyes, lad, I just see Gary Mack bending that in the bottom yeah, corner. Got brought up, um, Ryan Babble, I think, got brought up. Um, Ryan Babble? I think so. I might I might have seen a different post about that. It's, but it, it's I've seen Max Ryan Babble, Babble today. maybe, but not Ryan. Fuck, <laughs> um, who else? Max. Maxi Rodriguez? Yeah. I remember, I remember us playing Chelsea in the cup and I bet on him to score first and Liverpool win and it come in mm. twice. Yeah. We played him in the league and the cup. Yeah, um, I remember that actually. Yari Lippmann's a good one. He was... I'd have loved to have seen him earlier in his career. He was exactly what I said. Um, yeah. Paddy Berger. There was also a phase when I absolutely loved Danny Murphy until he yeah. heard him speak the fucking prick. <laughs> but no, I did. I loved Danny Murphy. It just put Danny Murphy on the pitch against United and we were scoring. Yeah. Um, Three match of the day with Danny Murphy and we were scoring. Donana Visa. Loved him. Hmm. And then, yeah. There's so many, left, honestly. It's just, it but that's why I, that's I why I asked the question because, like, we've you know we've all got different memories of players you remember who weren't the weren't the heroes all the time, but you like your unsung heroes, and like obviously people going further back will have different ones. Um, yeah. And so I, I just thought it was a good little conversation point. No, I'd I'd say I'd say Vega. And do you know what? I'd love to go back if I could go back to a time and see my Manaman play because. At the time he was leaving us, I fucking hated him. Mm. I used to say, I don't know whatever you want, but I, I was probably too young. I hated him. I thought he was absolutely shite. I remember him hitting a ball against, I think it was Man United, and it going out for a throw-in, and just thinking, he is fucking shit. And everyone goes on about like one of the best players they've ever seen, mm. and I just think, I've never seen it. No, I've seen, I've it, seen like... it. seen it in footage, like yeah. little yeah. snippets here and there, but... No, that's what I hate about football. You can do one dribble in a game and that gets highlighted. But you can be shit for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, no, but well, yeah, thought that was a nice little point to end on. Um, that's going to wreck my bastard head. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to message that, me about 12 I, I players later, aren't you? <laughs> I, I can see a player in my head. Is it Pepe Reina? Even... Oh, oh, Pepe Reina, mate. He is a legend. He was brilliant. Until yeah. he cost us the pick-up final. <laughs> um, yeah, there's loads. Yeah. There's, I'm just there's, looking now. I'm looking at the bank now. 
But the likes of talking about things like if we could build a team now, if we could if we could form our midfield with the types of player we need, we need like a, a Mascherano and Alonso and someone a else who didn't get mentioned actually, Mascherano. Mascherano, Alonso, and a Gerard in a fucking dream world. Yeah. If they, if they remade them players, that's that's what we're looking for now. Yeah. You need someone who won't fucking do anything. He'll just kick fuck out of you and win the ball back and press you to death, chase you like a little Jack Russell. You need someone who's flair, brilliant at picking a pass out, and someone who can do everything. And that's mm. what we need. Yeah. I just wish, I just like wish there was a box to box midfielder somewhere. Yeah, but we know there is. Oh, let's see how we go. <laughs> let's. Um, well, hey, dude. <laughs> get Momo Sissoko back. Um, oh, what a player. <laughs> great player until he got kicked in the eye. Um, oh, we had a song. You nearly lost your eyesight. You, must have, <laughs> you nearly signed for them. And you must have lost your marbles. Fucking hell. <laughs> he was brilliant. That yeah, video, um, the best midfield in the world. I love it. And we were. You're unbelievable, aren't you? Deserve so much more of that team, but hey ho. Um, well, anyway, look, lad, it's been great to chat with you again. It's been a long time coming. Um, let's try and be a little bit more regular from now on, eh? But I say it's you know been what, fun. Man, the Reds will turn it down. It is what it is. You know, we've got a few few listeners from around the world and a few local ones. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. But we'll have a chat. And it is what it is. But please subscribe to our YouTube. And follow us on Twitter and that. Um, last thing, do we get a signing this window? I'm going to say yeah, because all the in the nose are saying no. And we know how that normally goes. Uh, even the likes of that Trossard, he's just gone to Arsenal, hasn't he? Yeah. I'm just like, fucking hell, have a go. Throw your hands in it. I like him. But again, it's we just. I think we ju- we need to just we need to just steady the ship at the minute. For me, if I could replace one player on the pitch for another player on the pitch, I'd take Fabinho out, and I'd have someone else there. If it has to be fucking James Milner, it has to be James Milner. But James Milner, oh mate, he can't play anymore, can he? No, oh. oh, poor lad. But uh, no, I would Fabinho be the one benched and. It is at the minute. It's just a roll-on effect. The attack aren't attacking because we're not playing through the midfield. It's like Sunday League, defence to up front, shite. And the defence are a nervous wreck because they've got no cover. Allison's a nervous wreck. Van Dijk's gone to absolute fucking Jimmy Sayori level. So, oh, we what Jimmy Sayori slander, slander here. <laughs> but no, we do. Um, we'll sort it out 100%, back the manager. And positive news this week is I'm saying that you know, if anyone's got to go and he's not pushed, it'll be the players before him. So, happy days. That's what I want to do. That's it. So, um, right. Nice one for today. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. As Jay said, please follow us on YouTube um, and follow us on Twitter. But, yeah, until next time, up the reds. Up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>